the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. South Korean military chiefs say they have detected North Korea firing another ballistic missile into the sea this morning, adds to a torrent of weapons tests by the North in recent months and more elevated tensions on the peninsula. Both Russia and Ukraine have reported dozens of attempted drone attacks in the past day. Ukraine's Air Force says it shot down 30 out of 31 overnight against 11 regions of the country. Russia also says it thwarted about 32 attacks by Ukrainian drones. The leaders of Italy and the U.K. met yesterday to agree and tackle on it, to tackle Ill- irregular immigration to Europe. They pledged to intensify cooperation in the fight against human trafficking. Italian Premier Giorgio Meloni and U.K. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak holding talks in Rome. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager isn't sure he recognizes his country. University of Chicago reports that 30 million Americans believe violence is justified to keep Trump from the presidency. Mm, it's one out of every 10 of my fellow Americans. To think that I, I share this country with such people is difficult. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just in time for the holiday season, before you go out shopping, try to save some money with the Patriot Half-Off Deals Program, a program where you can save 50% or more on great products and services right here in the Twin Cities. Just visit am1280thepatriot.com and click the Half-Off Deals icon. From the Genovations Regen Weather Center, partly sunny, high around 40 degrees today. Tonight's low around 20. Cloudy skies. Monday, sunshine for the day, high around 26. It's am 1280 the Patriot. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we thank you for tuning in and just want to check. Yes, we do have the live stream of the broadcast up and running, so you can just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And we do, like I said, have the live stream up and running, and you can leave a comment or a question there as well. And as always, we uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, one more, uh, barely more than a week until Christmas Day. Unbelievable. Holy cow, did that sneak up on me. But uh yeah, we will have a original broadcast next Sunday, Christmas Eve. Um, you know, the jig is up. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a pre-record, but it will be original programming. So it will be pre-recorded later this week. Later this week, we'll put it in the can. And for those of you kids, uh, in the can is an old ra- is old radio vernacular. Uh, we used to record. When I say we, I mean people who were in the radio biz before 1990. 
like my friend and colleague Mitch Berg, you know, you used to record and it used to be on reel to reel tapes and you put it in the can. Well, no such uh no such provisions this time, but uh we will be uh, pre-recording a broadcast later this week to play next Sunday at this time, so we hope you will tune in. Uh if not, uh we certainly understand. It's a valued time with family, so de- definitely check out the podcast am1280thepatriot.com. Click on podcast, check out any of your favorite Patriot shows. I wanted to start off today talking about uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar, of course, a senior senator here in Minnesota. Uh, As far as I know, and someone could feel free to correct me if I'm mistaken, I don't think any Republicans have yet declared they're going to challenge Senator Klobuchar in 2024, have they? Because, you know, she's won re-elect or she's won a. Uh, all three of her Senate elections handily in 2006, 2012, and 2018. In 2024, I expect pretty much the same. Uh, uh, I believe there is, what, 87 counties in the state of Minnesota, and she has only ever lost two of those 87 counties. So for whatever reason, she has widespread popularity throughout the state. She gets the majority of votes in congressional districts six and seven, which are the reddest congressional districts in this state, both are R plus double digits, and yet Klobuchar gets majority of the votes in every election in those two congressional districts. So, what I, what I kind of say, what I'm trying to say, is she's kind of like the you know runaway freight train. You know, there's just not much that's going to stop her. And again, I, I don't know if there's any Republicans that have stepped forward that are going to vie for the nomination to challenge her in 2024. I'm going to be blunt. It, it, it'll be a fruitless exercise. You're not going to be, beat Senator Amy Klobuchar you know, in the, in the state. It's just not going to happen. Well, I say that all, all to say that despite Amy Klobuchar being a U.S. senator out of the state of Minnesota for pretty much as long as she wants to be. I feel pretty confident in saying that after her presidential run in 2020, she any aspiration she has for anything bigger and better than, say, her Senate seat, you know, whether it's another presidential run or maybe to be a running mate of a future Democrat candidate for president or maybe even attorney general uh, or Supreme, maybe Supreme Court justice, who's to say? Any of those aspirations, I have to believe, are pretty much dead and buried. And I think she knows it. Well, let me go back first off to her aforementioned presidential run in 2020. She was one of, I I don't even remember how many candidates ultimately got in at one point or another. I believe it was north of 20. And, of course, this was to, these were a bunch of people gathered to try to challenge then-President Donald Trump. And, of course, the, the headlining candidates were, like folks like former Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Bernie Sanders, Senator Elizabeth Warren. Again, Senator Klobuchar got in. For whatever reason, Pete Buttigieg was considered a big contender. I've never understood Buttigieg appeal. I really ha- I really don't. Still don't. And given uh, the abject failure he's been as Transportation Secretary, uh, my wonderment has certainly been validated. But that's another story entirely. Uh, Michael Bloomberg got in for a few minutes, you know, because he's got billions of dollars laying around that he could self-fund a, a, a race, and it just that never came to fruition. As we all know, Joe Biden eventually wound up being the candidate and defeated Donald Trump. Well, one of the tenets of Amy Klobuchar's 2020 campaign was her work as Hennepin County Prosecutor, specifically conveying to the public how tough on crime she was. She wanted to kind of differentiate herself from her fellow Democrats because, let's face it, you're not going to out-left Bernie Sanders 
and Elizabeth Warren. And Joe Biden, of course, was a popular figure within the Democrat Party, just having served eight years as vice president and, of course, decades as a U.S. senator before that. So she had to find a way to kind of distinguish herself, and that was one of the areas where she distinguished herself as Hennepin County attorney. Look, uh, when I, you know, you know her, her mindset was when she took over, you know, gun violence was out of control in Hennepin County, particularly, you know, in Minneapolis. As we remember in the mid to late 80s, they referred to Minneapolis as Murderapolis because of the unconscionable number of shooting deaths that took place in that area. And Amy Klobuchar touted, well, this actually, um, she recounted a story, and this is from an old AP story. I, I went back to the archives. During her Senate bid, her initial Senate bid in 2006, uh, she talked about a story how members of the African-American community were seeking justice for kids killed in gun violence. And she specifically referred to an incident, 2002 incident, about little girl uh, Taisha Edwards, who I believe was 11 at the time, she was struck by a stray bullet while doing homework at the dining room table. And Cloby touted that her office helped put away the shooter. Well, the shooter in that incident, well, there were multiple men who were convicted of that murder. Three, I believe. Of the three... One of them was Mayan Burrell, who was a 16-year-old but was tried and convicted as an adult. And later, new evidence started coming to light about maybe Mayan Burrell had no involvement. I mean, again, reading from this AP story, there was no gun, no DNA, no fingerprints. So the case against Burrell revolved around a teen rival who gave conflicting accounts of the shooting. Later, police turned to jailhouse informants, some of whom say they were coached and have since recanted. Alibis were not questioned. Key evidence has gone missing or was never obtained, including a convenience store surveillance tape that Burrell and others would have say would have cleared him. So this started to come to light in early 2020, uh, late January to be specific. So this was before COVID hit. COVID, it became, it was a pandemic in mid-March. So COVID was something that was wreaking havoc in China. The speculation was, eh, it could possibly come here to America, but we heard all of that before with the bird flu, avian flu, and SARS and all that, and it just really never came to fruition. Well, we all found out how serious COVID was later on, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, is this story really started to come to light in 2020. And remember, they were touting how Amy Klobuchar, whoa, get ready for Clomentum. Get ready. That, remember that? Clomentum? Because she had, well, we never did find out who won Iowa because of the uh, voting machine snafu down there. And I believe in New Hampshire, she finished a surprising third, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like, oh, well, Amy Klobuchar uh, coming out of nowhere. Get ready for Clomentum. And I said at the time, it's it's utterly delusional. She's not going to be the presidential candidate. And again, this was before any of this stuff came out. Well, I bring all this up to say that uh, Super Tuesday, which was going to take place um, late February, early March, whenever that was, and among the states that were going to be included in that was going to be Minnesota. And Klobuchar, this was a Sunday evening back in uh, February. Sunday evening in February, March time frame. I should really probably look back to the archives. I did I did write about this quite a bit at, at uh, bradcarlson.org. Um, and she was going to hold a campaign rally in... St. Louis Park. Yeah, it was Sunday, March 1st. Okay, Sunday, March 1st, so just prior to Super Tuesday. Uh, she was there in her home state, going to be give a big campaign rally. This was her opportunity to get back into the race after finishing a surprising third in New Hampshire, but then a disappointing 
sixth place finish in the South Carolina primary the weekend before. A bunch of Black Lives Matter protesters wanted to meet with her. Black Lives Matter activists want to meet with her to talk about, hey, um, there's new evidence coming to light that Mayan Burrell, one of the three men who were put away for the murder of Taisha Edwards, Mayan Burrell was serving like a 45-year sentence. He might be innocent. And yet you've been touting that case as showing how you're tough on crime and he might be innocent. What's up with that? We'd like, you know, we'd like to have you address that. And I guess there were negotiations going on behind the scene between the Klobuchar presidential campaign and Black Lives Matter activists. And ultimately, uh, for what Klobuchar maybe did, decided not to address it or whatever. So Black Lives Matter protesters co-opted her stage at St. Louis Park High School and would not leave until Klobuchar came out to address them and address the crowd regarding this issue. Well, Klobuchar never did come out, and she ended up canceling her rally, and it was pro- and to save face and not suffer the indignity of possibly losing her home state to an avowed socialist in Bernie Sanders, she literally dropped out of the presidential race the next day. And the infamous video I, I remember seeing was can't remember if it was in Missouri, maybe Kansas. It doesn't really matter. There were Klobuchar supporters throwing out her signs in a bit in the garbage bin because they had these signs ready to go for Super Tuesday. And because she dropped out of the race 24 hours ahead of Super Tuesday, it's like, well, we might as well discard these. And so all of these Klobuchar for president signs were being garbage. And I said at that point, because of that, uh, if she ever appears in public, because let's face it, she doesn't need to do a lot of public events to be reelected to the U.S. Senate. But if she ever wants to get in, uh, back into the national spotlight, aspirations beyond what she's doing, she's going to have to have, be out in the public eye more often, and the Black Lives Matter activists are not going to let her sleep. Why am I bringing all that up? Well, I'll get to that the next segment when we come back. And uh, we're also available to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show, or check out the live stream of the broadcast up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Hi, this is Al Malmberg inviting you to join us on the World of Aviation each Sunday morning at 10.05, right here on 1280 The Patriot, as we talk with those who have had incredible life stories in aviation, like Jessica Cox, who was born without arms, but went on to become a pilot and black belt in taekwondo. And Gordy Lewis, who began flying when most people are retiring. Gordy started flying at the age of 67. That's every Sunday at 10.05 a.m., right here on 1280 The Patriot. Do you feel like your route to retirement is filled with detours and road construction? Pull over and tune into your clear path to retirement with Taylor Sundin and Corey Zafke. Taylor's a certified financial planner and Corey's a wealth advisor. And together they founded Clear Path Wealth Advisors. They'll help you see the bigger vision of what's possible and efficiently chart your course so you can enjoy your retirement journey. Tune in to Your Clear Path to Retirement every Sunday morning at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. 
November 2nd, 2020, marked the 100th anniversary of the first commercial radio broadcast. Guess what? We're still here, and we're bigger and better than ever. You can still listen to us over this great radio station, but now there are no limitations. Your smartphone is now your smart radio. Listen to us online, on the app, TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Odyssey.com. Your smart speaker can find us, too. With radio, there's no separation anxiety. We're always on AM 1280, The Patriot. iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more. At iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for always tuning in. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget the live stream of our broadcast is up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Feel free to check us out there and leave a comment or question on that comment thread. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. So to kind of took the first segment to recount the incident of early March 2020 when Amy Klobuchar uh, dropped out of the 2020 presidential race. Uh, she was never going to be the candidate, despite how some people were deluding themselves. There was clomentum after she won, or she finished third in New Hampshire that year. And then, of course, like I say, when these uh, uh, allegations came to light that there was not sufficient evidence to have convicted Mayan Burrell in the murder of Taisha Edwards, uh, she was asked by Black Lives Matter activists to make a statement regarding that, to meet with them. She did not. I don't know that she's ever made a statement other than once Mayan Burrell was ultimately released, I think near the end of 2020, she basically, you know, uh, gave a kind of passing quote, shrugging, hey, if there's new evidence coming to light, so be it. Didn't really say a whole lot about it. So from that, from the, it was at that point, and by the way, she was being considered, I guess, for she was still being vetted to be Joe Biden's running mate in 2020 was never going to happen. Joe Biden said pretty much from the outset he was going to pick a woman of color, which did that mean Elizabeth Warren was disqualified? Joe Biden said he was going to pick a minority woman for VP. Was was Elizabeth Warren immediately taken off the list or were Democrats still deluding themselves that she was uh, more Native American than than she really was? I digress. So she basically said, well, no, I initiated with the Biden campaign in you know that June that I, I, I think it should be a woman of color. Translation, she was never going to be selected as Biden's running mate. Let's, let's just be honest. So any aspirations she has beyond U.S. Senate are, are pretty much gone after the, the whole situation with Mayan Burrell, who ultimately had his sentence commuted. Uh, he was, I think, Supposed to serve for 45 years. He ended up serving just over 18, 17 or 18, whatever it was. So that certainly was a mark against her. Well, uh, fast forward to a, a 2004 conviction of a man uh, sentenced to uh, nearly two decades, or I don't know how long he was sentenced for. Uh, this is from Alpha News. Dot org. Nearly two decades after being convicted of murder, 36-year-old Marvin Haynes was released from Stillwater Prison Monday morning after a Hennepin County judge vacated his conviction. Almost 20 years ago, a terrible injustice <clears throat> excuse me, occurred when the state prosecuted Marvin Haynes. We inflicted harm on Mr. Haynes and his family and also on Harry Schur, the victim, his family, and the community. Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty said in a statement, We cannot undo the trauma experienced by those impacted by this prosecution, but today we have taken a step toward righting this wrong. The Great North Innocence Project, which represented Haynes, said in a press release Monday that Moriarty's office agreed to vacate Haynes' conviction following a November evidentiary hearing during which attorneys presented evidence showing that the identification procedures used to convict Mr. Haynes were inconsistent with best practices and unnecessarily suggest suggestive. Hennepin County Judge William Koch signed an order Monday vacating the conviction, writing that, quote, absent introduction of the unconstitutional eyewitness identification evidence, 
it is doubtful there would have been sufficient evidence to sustain a conviction, close quote. In the order, Koch also wrote that there was no physical evidence linking Haynes to the crime scene. I want to, and then uh, Mr. Haynes himself had a quote, I want to thank the Great North Innocence Project, Julie Jonas, my family and friends, and everyone who supported me through this long journey. Haynes was 16 years old when he was charged with first-degree murder in the death of Harry Schur at a North Minneapolis flower shop in May 2004. Schur's sister, Cynthia McDermott, was working at the flower shop when a man posing as a customer entered the store inquiring about a flower arrangement. The man then drew a gun on McDermott and demanded money. Schur then approached, and his sister ran out of the store for help. As she exited, she heard shots ring out. When police arrived, they found Schur had been shot to death. According to the Great North Innocence Project, Haynes' conviction relied on the testimony of eyewitnesses who, quote, expressed doubts about their identifications to investigators, close quote. The Minnesota Supreme Court upheld Haynes' conviction in 2007. According to the court's decision, multiple people testified that Haynes confessed to the crime in private conversations. So, again, this was uh, from Alpha News this past week. Oh, yeah, the uh, Hennepin County attorney back in 2004 when Haynes was convicted, drumroll please, Amy Globeshar. Now again, people are going to suggest, well, how much did she really have to do the ca- with the case? How much did she really have to do with prosecuting the case? That sort of thing. Well, maybe a lot, maybe not much involvement doesn't really say in this story, but the fact of the matter is, this is going to be used against her. Fair or unfair, this is going to be used against her. Because she, when she refused to meet with Black Lives Matter activists back in 2020 or even issue a statement saying, yeah, if there's any new evidence coming to light regarding Mayan Burrell, yeah, we should absolutely take a look at it. But that, of course, would fly in the face of her tough-on-crime persona because she used that as part of her 2006 Senate campaign, and she also used it in her 2020 presidential campaign, which she was in the midst of at the time. So you have that that already was going to undermine any aspiration she has beyond her U.S. Senate seat, because I guarantee you this, if she is ever considered to be, say, attorney general in a future Democrat uh, presidential administration or say, a Democrat president nominates her to fill a vacancy on the Supreme Court, guarantee you that Black Lives Matter activists are going to be there on scene for any uh, confirmation hearings that she would undergo. Or if she were selected to be somebody's running mate in a presidential election. Yeah, there there they'd be. Okay, because again, she does not have to go anywhere to to be challenged seriously. I mean, she's going to win re-election to her U.S. Senate seat in a walk. She really doesn't have to campaign, do any public statements. She, you know, she'll she'll do her obligatory ads, uh, television ads, what have you, and 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 that'll be about it. And she'll win re-election in a walk. But anything beyond that, she's done. She's done. And again, I don't know at this point in her life, she really has any aspirations. I mean, when she gets re-elected. Uh, to the Senate next year, she'll be 64 years old. And by the time uh, that term is up, she'll be about 70, which makes her a very young member of the U.S. Senate. But still, uh, I don't know that uh, (laughs) she'll be wanting to do much of anything beyond uh, age of 70 other than just show up and vote, you know, up or down vote and, you know, do, do the obligatory grandstanding on, you know, on soft pedal issues. So, yeah, this is, uh, uh, and again, grateful that, uh, this, uh, that this uh, gentleman, uh, Albert Haynes, or excuse I'm sorry, Albert Haynes, Marvin Haynes, no longer has to do endure one more day in jail than, uh, than he should. Okay. But again, these are two very high profile cases that took place while Amy Klobuchar was Hennepin County attorney. So now, all of a sudden, if she wants to continue the charade of being tough on crime, uh, that these can be immediately thrown back in her face. And look, there's a great opportunity for a Republican opponent uh, 
to throw this back at her. And if they are aggressive in throwing this back at her in the 2024 U.S. Senate race, uh, a Republican U.S. Senate uh, challenger to Klobuchar might even get get above 40 percent. Who's to say? <laughs> Best case scenario. So, uh, again, Klobuchar is going to be U.S. Senator out of Minnesota as long as she wants to. But uh, these specific cases involving Mayan Burrell and Marvin Haynes ensures that's the limit of her political aspirations. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. Or check out our live stream of our broadcast on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson back with another segment in Mere Moments. Go nowhere. We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older, but it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her relief factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low back pain, lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pains, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It all comes with a feel-better-or-your-money-back guarantee. That number, 1-800-4-RELIEF. relieffactor.com. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Mike... Gallagher, pro-life. Ann Coulter has a warning that by the time Republicans wake up to the reality of abortion politics, there will be no elected Republicans left. And Ann is right. Hate to break it to you, we have now lost in every single state on abortion issues since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Republican women are going to vote Democrat on this issue of abortion restrictions. And I hate it. I'm talking Republican women, not, you know, blue-haired progressive hippie women. Leave my body alone. That's what they're saying. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. Are you searching for a comfortable and welcoming home for an older male relative or friend? Look no further than Deputat Board and Lodge. More than a traditional boarding house, Deputat Board and Lodge is a warm, peace-filled community of men living together in a beautiful historic home. They're well cared for with three square meals a day, laundry service, and staffing round the clock. Deputat Board and Lodge offers semi-private rooms. It's modern with Wi-Fi and state-of-the-art security systems. Plus, it's close to the bus line. Residents do need to be able to navigate stairs. The Deputat family has been running Deputat Board and Lodge for 53 years, and their average residence stays for 17 years. To find out if Deputat Board and Lodge is right for your ambulatory male relative or friend, go to deputatboardandlodge.com. That's D-E-P-U-T-A-T, Deputat, a traditional boarding house that offers a non-traditional change of pace. Deputatboardandlodge.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 12 to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget our live stream of our broadcast up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, where we do have a uh, thread where you can leave a comment or question as well. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Uh, Interesting read here from uh, Senator John Fetterman. Uh, You know, I I feel like I'm kind of living in a uh, bizarro world here that I would tout some of the statements that Fetterman is making out of the U.S. Senate as something that is positive and something with which I agree. I never thought I'd be in this uh, position, but uh, this was a story that uh, really made some waves uh, this past week from uh, 
NBCnews.com, where Senator Fetterman basically says, I'm not a progressive. And, you know, I, which is shocking to me because I think it was, uh, trying to think, was it 2016 or 2020? One of Bernie Sanders' presidential runs, Fetterman was a big-time advocate for Sanders in that particular race. And, of course, he has always been a uh, big-time gun grabber, Senator Fetterman, um, big-time anti-gun, except when he chases after unarmed black joggers with a rifle when he's mayor of Braddock, Pennsylvania. But that's another story entirely. Uh, so, yeah, this uh, I have to say this is uh, this is somewhat surprising. And, you know, the way he's talking lately about some of the more salient issues that is plaguing Congress, whether it's uh, the situation with Israel or uh, the situation at the border. Yeah, he, he's definitely not sounding like a progressive. This is, again, from NBCNews.com. I'm not a progressive, Fetterman told NBC News. I just think I'm a Democrat that is very committed to choice and other things. But with Israel... I'm going to be on the right side of that. And immigration is something near and dear to me, and I think we do have to effectively address it as well. Fetterman insisted he can be pro-immigration while also favoring policies to restrict the flow of migration to manageable levels, disagreeing with progressives who oppose new limits on asylum and bash some of the ideas in the negotiations as cruel. It's a reasonable conversation until somebody can say there's an explanation on what we can do with 270,000 people are being encountered on the border, not including the ones, of course, that we don't know about, he said. To put that in reference, that is essentially the size of Pittsburgh, the second largest city in Pennsylvania. So, uh, and let's go back. Yeah, this was 2016. Okay, so this is from a Slate... um, dot com story yeah let's do a flashback here uh john or um yeah this was during his senate run john fetterman the populist mayor and long shot democrat senate candidate was one of the first elected officials in the country to endorse bernie sanders for president he is like sanders a political outsider a tattooed giant six foot eight more than 300 pounds Fetterman spent the past 11 years presiding over Braddock, Pennsylvania, a largely black town outside Pittsburgh that was wrecked by the collapse of the local steel industry. Income inequality is at the center of his campaign. I think there's a great deal of overlap between Sanders' platform and his own, he tells me, whether it's $15 an hour living wage or health care, trade deals, a rigged economy. Ideologically, the only real difference between the two men is that Fetterman is more in favor of gun control. So does that mean in um, in tw- in this last November, or I'm sorry, not this last November, but the November four? So basically, thirteen months ago, he was just kind of maybe ticking to the right a little bit in order to get elected. Because Pennsylvania, I mean, well, Trump won it in 2016, and Biden won it uh, in 2020, not by a lot. And of course, it was being represented by Democrat. Bob Casey in the Senate, as well as Republican Pat Toomey. So in the Senate. So, I mean, it's not like it was a a blue state. You know, it's not like it was New York State or or anything like that or Massachusetts. Okay, it it was legitimately a swing state. So could Fetterman have run as a Bernie Sanders type Democrat in 2022? No, I kind of have my kind of have my doubts on that. So. It's interesting that he is taking these particular positions. And you know what? Uh, he's not hes not been afraid to go after his own. I played a clip last week when he appeared on The View, where The View, of course, you know, they wanted to get his reaction to George Santos being expelled from the U.S. House. And, you know, Fetterman said, well, you know, the guy obviously has made up a bunch of stories. It's just been uh, basically a liar, but. And he used the word sinister, but if you want to look at some more sinister actions, look at uh, look at Bob Menendez, senator out of New Jersey. Basically, we should call him senator out of Egypt. The things he's done to curry favor with with that lobby, okay? Calling and basically and basically told Menendez via Twitter, you know, your your approval rating now in the states like eight percent. So 
you're officially less popular than a cold sore. This is, this is a Democrat senator saying this about a fellow Democrat senator. That just doesn't happen anymore. Okay? So whatever you think overall of Fetterman's ideology, and again, there's going to be a heck of a lot more on which I disagree with him than agree, the fact that he is taking this tactic against a member of his own party, plus thumbing his nose at a lot of his party by showing unabashed support for Israel. In fact, there was, uh, there was a video from a few weeks ago where there was some uh, pro-Palestinian protesters being arrested. And as they were being arrested, Fetterman literally walked by waving an Israeli flag. I, 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 you know, uh, absolutely unbelievable. And there, there may be some Democrats that quietly support Israel and may even vote that way. And, of course, they'll take heat and criticism from their own party, maybe some of their constituents. But Fetterman is going beyond that and actually making public statements and putting on public displays, like I, like I said, waving an Israeli flag while walking by uh, pro-Palestinian protesters. Uh, we do have a uh, call on uh, line one. Is John still with us? Spencer, okay. John from Minneapolis is on line one. John, go ahead. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. <clears throat> I just wanted to comment on Amy Klobuchar's uh, prosecutorial history. When she ran for the Senate the first time, she bragged that she had an 88% conviction rate. Mm-hmm. But but uh, uh, that was based on the fact that she uh, was getting conviction rates on poor and working poor men, and uh, those men weren't able to post bail, so she would overcharge and then get them to plea into it. And that was standard operating procedure for many years with many prosecutors, inclu- including the ones in Ramsey County. Now it's gone the other way, and it's... it's, it's uh, it's uh, it's not healthy either, but she she's no saint. She's a politician. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the call, John. We appreciate it. And that's the one thing that was always laughable in 2020. It's like, boy, you know, there are a lot of things you can criticize about Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren. And, you know, when Michael Bloomberg got in the race and, you know, Pete Buttigieg, you know, Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar had their little cat fights on stage. For some reason, they were always pitted against each other in uh, there was one hot mic moment where I think Chloe dropped an F-bomb because she was so frustrated at the back and forth with uh, Buttigieg. But the one thing, the media, they tried to prop her up. In fact, the New York Times did a co-endorsement of both Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren for president. You know, And they was like, boy, you know, there's really not a lot you could attack on Amy Klobuchar. And it's like, really? Would you like to Google the name Mayan Burrell by chance? The point is, is that for some reason, she always seems to fly in the radar anyway, even though her voting record, her votes are probably pretty much in lockstep with some of the more far left progressive members of the Democrat caucus in the Senate, i.e. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. And yet people were just fooled by her. Well, you know, yeah, she's that nice Minnesota lady. She, you know, she makes a great uh, tater tot hot dish and she drives a Saturn. She's one of us. And, you know, they're fooled by this. Okay, great. Well, uh, look at her voting record. What's, what's moderate about her voting record? I, I it just, it, it has always floored me how people have been fooled by that. And like I say, in this state of the 87 counties in the state, she wins 85 of them. Consistently, I think I, I, you know, I've I've asked someone to research this for me. Someone once told me that there's only two counties in the entire state of Minnesota where she did not win in a given election, Senate election, and I'm like, what? What two counties are those? Now, I'm curious, but but the fact of the matter is, again, she wins a majority of votes in the in the in the most conservative congressional districts in the state, the seventh and sixth uh, and seventh. It's absolutely jarring. I, I don't don't I don't understand the appeal. Absolutely do not understand the appeal and how people have the the, the blinders on. But um, I'll tell you what she uh, she definitely isn't out front, at least not that I've heard. You know, because again, she stands she's kind of stands outside the fire. You know, she never uses her influence for for progressive causes until after the causes have been have been settled, and then she stands up for it. You know, like the the great example of this, uh, back in 
2012. She was running for re-election for her Senate seat, and she was going to win handily. You know, there was never any question she was going to win handily. And you'll also remember in 2012 in the state of Minnesota, there were two ballot questions. One was to define marriage as strictly between man and a woman, and another was to require a picture ID in order to vote. And there were progressives coming out begging Amy Klobuchar to use her influence to tell people to vote no on both both those provisions. And she didn't do it. She wouldn't do it. And, of course, we, we all remember what happened. Um, both of those got shot down. Marriage, uh, even though gay marriage was still illegal, even though the majority of Minnesotans voted no on the marriage amendment, defining marriage as strictly between a man and a woman, um, gay marriage was still illegal until the following year when the all-Democrat majority and the Democrat governor passed uh, gay marriage you know, by a legislative fiat and signed by the executive. That's how it should be done. And Amy Klobuchar, I remember, you know, didn't have much to say about that. And then in 2015, when the Supreme Court ruled in the Obergefell case, basically making gay marriage the law of the land, Amy Klobuchar doing the victory dance, say, well, you know, in Minnesota, we've had that right since 2013. Really? Gee, Senator Klobuchar, I didn't recall you talking very publicly about that, particularly when progressives were begging you to tout the marriage amendment and telling people to vote no in 2012, and then it was legalized in 2013. Didn't really have a whole heck of a lot to say about it, but when we came the law of the land, all of a sudden, we're talking a big game. Yeah, we in Minnesota, you know, it's been a legal right since 2013. So uh, she, she just uh, basically a high-profile ambulance chaser, as, as John very well demonstrated in his phone call with her uh, chops as a Hennepin County attorney. So uh, we come here to bury Senator Klobuchar, not to praise her. Back with one final segment this hour on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, the closer, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Any comments or questions? Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. After every hit we take, every Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis. Want an impressive gift that will set you apart? Give cigars from Minnesota's veteran-owned Founders Cigar Company. I'm Angelo from Founders. Our premium curated cigar gift boxes are thoughtful, classy, and memorable. Add a name or company logo to the box lid, the cutter, or the lighter. Several boxes are available starting at five cigars. Plus, you'll help us support Cigars for Warriors by sending cigars overseas. Still time to get it by Christmas, so order now at founderscigarco.com and click Corporate Gifting. Minnesota's veteran-owned Founders Cigar Company. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call. And learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-949-8708-800-949-8708-800-949-8708. That's 800-949-8708. Charlie Kirk here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinions. AM is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, 
keeping you advised of threatening weather conditions and amber alerts. Text AM to number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour. And don't forget to uh, check out the broadcast on our live stream at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. And uh, by the way, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Gary Grover from War Road. Gary checks in and says hello. Well, hello back, Gary. And uh, Dave Hughes, greetings from Kitson County. Uh, I believe that's, yeah, that's the Dave Hughes who uh, was the Republican candidate for Congress in uh, the aforementioned CD7 back in, uh, let's see if my memory doesn't fail me, 2016 and 2018, Dave? Well, regardless, Dave, good to hear from you. Good to see you, sir. Thank you both for checking in today. Uh, if uh, if things couldn't have got much worse for Senator Klobuchar, they took a turn of the bazaar. Um, I don't really want to get too deep into this uh, discussion uh, about a disgusting video that was leaked from a staffer of Senator Ben Cardin, Democrat senator out of Maryland. But apparently a staffer, a male staffer of Ben Cardin, filmed himself having uh, <clears throat> relations, uh, gay, let's call it what it is, gay sex with another dude uh, in the in a Senate hearing room. Yeah, it was on the table where Senator Klobuchar normally sits during Senate hearings. So, ew. Um, some, and someone posted a picture of uh, on Twitter of Amy Klobuchar's favorite section of the grocery store, which is, I think, where you get the Clorox wipes. Yeah, so pretty disgusting there. Uh, I'm surprised the media hasn't picked that. You know, the, the local media here in Minnesota, they pee themselves whenever there's a local angle to something. Why, why aren't they running with this one? That, that, that's the very seat where Senator Klobuchar sits during Senate hearings. There's a local angle to the story. And by the way, um, the media, and I'll, I'll, I'll bury the media in the second hour. I've got a lot to say about that, about the media in general. Uh, NBC News headline regarding this, Senate staffer alleged by conservative outlets to have had sex in a hearing room is no longer employed. There you have it. That The story isn't about some disgusting, perverted behavior taking a place in the Senate hearing room. It's the fact that conservative media was alleging it and brought it to light. And then, of course, you get all of these progs are saying, well, boy, these conservatives are awfully, uh, awfully obsessed with uh, with gay sex going on here. What's 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 with that? It's like you do realize that. This would probably be a scandal regardless if, say, a male staffer, a heterosexual male staffer, were banging his girlfriend in a Senate hearing room. You, you do realize that would still be a scandal and still be just as disgusting, right? And just as inappropriate, I dare say. I mean, does, does anybody sanction this behavior? And, of course, the tweet that was resurrected was from November 2nd, 2020, literally the day before the 2020 presidential election. Uh, there was a tweet of Joe Biden uh, saying, you know, we were bringing decency back to the White House. And, of course, I had to I had to reply to that with the Judge Smales Caddyshack gift. Well, we're waiting. Yeah, we're still waiting on that decency there, uh, Mr. President. It's it's basically been like the Star Wars cantina scene uh in on Capitol Hill ever since uh the Biden administration was ushered in. So yeah. So yeah, as 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 if the week hadn't been bad enough for, for Senator Klobuchar, it became even more bizarre. And again, this isn't to suggest that she's in any kind of trouble in twenty twenty four. Okay. Going to repeat, she's going to win re-election rather handily uh, in, in 2024. Uh, speaking of NBC News, uh, 
you want to know how corrupt and biased uh, the, the media is? They also had another headline on X. A federal court will allow four cisgender runners to sue over Connecticut's trans-inclusive policy, which they say deprived them of honors and opportunities. So it, in case there was any wiggle room as to which way the media was leaning in some of these culture war issues, I, I think you have your answer the way these headlines are framed. The media's corrupt. It's beyond corrupt. And again, I'm going to talk about this at length in the second hour here. Uh, kind of give us a little spoiler alert. For those who are saying that Donald Trump is the biggest threat to our democracy, to our republic, uh, this isn't exactly going out on a short, sturdy limb, but it might be for some of you. The lack of an independent and honest media and unbiased media, that's a far greater threat to democracy than a Donald Trump presidency. And again, I'm going to talk at length about that uh, this next segment. And we're going to find out about it. So uh, anyways, the uh, young man who um, was the staffer who was fired, uh, uh, again, staffer for Senator Ben Cardin, Democrat of Maryland, who was appeared in a leaked video uh, doing it with another dude, uh, basically came out with a statement. Uh, Aiden Mace uh, Zerpowski, I believe his name is. Uh, this has been difficult for me as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. No, no, no. You're not being attacked for who you love. You're being attacked for engaging in behavior that should not take place in a Senate hearing room. Again, if you're a straight, if you're a straight white guy having sex with your girlfriend in that room, it's just as disgusting and just as inappropriate. But again, this is what media outlets and progs do to distract from the real issue. They try to make themselves the victims. It's become a cottage industry with these people. It really has. Anyways, folks, I uh, need to go uh, take a little shower if I can after uh, discussing all that stuff. So hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in a few. Dive into a journey where families come together to share dreams and support each other toward achieving personal goals, helping teens and young adults navigate life while empowering parents to connect deeper, revolutionizing family time and building lasting bonds. This is the scenario that Tribe creates through crafted activities that set the stage for family conversation. Learn more today at phonesdownletstalk.com. That's phonesdownletstalk.com. Again, that's phonesdownletstalk.com. Tired of aches and stiffness? Is your mattress worn out and sagging? Snooze Mattress Company in Bloomington has the solution. Dream Mapping. Our state-of-the-art technology takes the guesswork out of choosing your mattress. Dream Mapping uses over 1,700 pressure sensors to unveil your snoozetopia. Don't ring in this year's pain to the next. Visit Snooze Mattress Company on France and Old Shakopee in Bloomington. If you don't snooze, you lose. Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard-earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now. 
My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.